It was as I was reading my rural news yesterday and quoting senior agri-economist for Westpac Bank, Nathan Penny, that I thought, look, instead of quoting him, why don't I just get him on the show? So here he is. Nathan, uh, first of all, good afternoon. It's been a while since we caught up. G'day, Ro. Yeah, always a pleasure. I feel like I have been banging on all week about emissions leakage in response to the government's response to Hiwaka Ekenoa. For me, this is a huge issue. And I'm scratching my head, Nathan, wondering why the government is not giving it as much of a priority as I feel they should have. Do you have any insight here? Yeah, it's it's a curious one because in in their proposal they do state in black and white that a large chunk of the emissions reductions that we generated off the back of their proposal will effectively end up being generated somewhere else in the world. So it's it's curious. They, they, They state it in black and white, but they don't really then factor it into to the proposal or propose anything different. So it's, it is a mystery. Um, and I think, um, you know, hopefully it'll be addressed in some of the you know, consultation that, that happens from now. I feel like we're putting a lot of hope on this consultation process. Hopefully they'll actually start to really recognise emissions leakage. Hopefully they'll start to really recognise on-farm sequestration. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggie, isn't it? Um, you know, really does hinge a lot on how that can be factored in. I mean, as many people have probably pointed out already, it, this really does um, hit the sheep and beef sector hard. It's going to materially increase costs without that sequestration availability. And um, we're going to see a smaller sector as a result, which means less export dollars for New Zealand and and New Zealand will really struggle to replace that export income. The other thing that will be hit really hard if this proposal goes through in its current format is consumers' pockets and that's what I was speaking about in the Rural News quoting you yesterday. Look, we will see a huge impact on consumers in terms of higher meat and dairy prices. Yeah, that's that's right, Ro. Um, and um, just reading through the, the the documents published by the government, yeah, there was very little or scant discussion of this fact, and it really does need to be highlighted that um, someone ultimately does pay for these higher costs. In some cases, it's farmers, or in others, it's, it's consumers. So it's one one or the other. We think just the way the that markets work in the case of dairy, um, it's likely to be more on the consumer side because you know New Zealand. New Zealand is a big, large dairy player globally, and so if dairy production falls, that will immediately result in, in higher dairy prices, and, and consumers will pay those. On the meat side, it's a little different. Maybe on lamb, we are quite big, so so more of that may fall on the consumer um, than, than the farmer necessarily. But on the beef side, it's largely going to fall on the farmer side because um, we are such a small player in global beef markets. The other thing that's been conveniently glossed over and not given its dues is food security. You know, we hear so much about sustainability, water quality, biodiversity, but we also hear a lot about food security. And this proposal, again, in its current format, does nothing for this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when you think about sustainability in a broad sense, and the United Nations does a good job of this, they talk about their sustainability goals and there's 17 of them. Um, obviously, climate change, um, biodiversity and water quality are part of that, but also uh, food security is um, a big part too. And, um, and number two goal, in fact, is, is one they sort of call zero hunger. Um, so this, this will materially, well, you know, as the proposal stands, will materially impact New Zealand's ability to contribute to global food security and, if, and you know, uh, on top of the local contribution, the negative contribution that it will have in terms of raising food prices. So, 
so that's not mentioned in, in the proposal at all. Um, so for me, yeah, another another sort of um, yeah uh, shortcoming of of the overall proposal. Nathan, we need to finish on a positive. What have you got for me? Oh well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just that's, that's been the flavour of the week, yeah. It's, it's a bit hard to be positive right now, um, but we have seen um, some sun recently, so hopefully that means um, you know local production is getting back on the horse because it has been a pretty grim start to, to spring, hasn't it, Ro? Yeah, it absolutely has, and I noticed that even flying into Manawatu last weekend. A lot of surface water and paddocks that you normally wouldn't see at this stage in the year. Well, Nathan, Pollyanna Penny, not so Pollyanna today, uh, Senior Agri-Economist for Westpac, really appreciate your time and well done for finding that positive note, but good analysis of the government's proposal. Appreciate your time. Cheers, Ro. Always a pleasure.